Hi, it's Rainer G. This is going to be a uh, political podcast rather than educational. I mean, as far as education goes. It's educational because it's political, but it doesn't have to do with schools and children. Although, in the long run, it really does, doesn't it? Because our kids are being affected, and so is the future of our country. A lot of things going on with Common Core, a lot of things going on um, between these two entities that we call our government, and um, and that will affect the future, the future next generation and the next seven. So I need to kind of catch people up and reconnect the dots because a lot of information has been forgotten and lost, as it always is with uh, most countries, but really in America, people forget very quickly. Um, unless it's a major, major tragedy that, that is honored every year, everything that leads up to it and everything that happens afterwards is forgotten. So I'm going all the way back, um, probably to 2008. Actually, I could go back further than that. In 2007, when Obama's books came out, I told people way, way before they even knew he was running for office that he was going to because it was part of the strategy to get his words out there to start playing on the masses the best way that they could. Uh, you know, the written word is, is powerful. It's, uh, the pen is mightier than the sword in many ways. But it's only one tiny, tiny, tiny part of the whole long strategy that's been going on for a long time. Let's start in 2008 when Hillary was actually beating Obama in many states. And we have Hillary who told, told everyone on national television she was a modern progressive. Please look up progressive and understand what that means. It doesn't mean, oh boy, we're going to progress forward. The income tax that you're paying from the IRS, uh, corrupt IRS, is a progressive tax. It was started as a progressive agenda item. And it has something that has it is something that has plagued Americans since its inception. So look 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 up the word progressive and then the history of the progressive movement. Um, and look up Fabian socialists, because much of the modern day progressive movement is based in Fabian socialism. That's where uh, many of these little groups and organizations and taxpayer funded. Uh, progressive groups have come from Fabian socialism and at the risk of turning people off right away Planned Parenthood was a progressive idea it wasn't there to help women's health and to protect them and do preventive medicine as Obama will tell you it was started by Margaret Sanger Margaret Sanger was a Fabian socialist who believed in eugenics and therefore genocide the only way to stop dumb black people from having so many babies is to abort them. And so we need centers where we could get them aborted and clean out this population. That's what your Planned Parenthood is all about. But let's, let's go back to 2008 when Hillary was beating Obama. Soros had voted, George Soros had vowed to do all he could to make sure Progressive got into office because he hated Bush. He couldn't believe that Bush had won a second term. He put multi-hundreds of millions of dollars into the next four years of strategies and buying people, etc., to make sure 
that he got a progressive into office. This man is, is the most dangerous, almost, in the world. He believes in the open society, open borders, and, and a dead America. Read his open society books, book, main book, and somewhere in the middle it says the biggest problem, the main problem is America. We must destroy America, and then we can have open borders, a new world order. Okay, Hillary is and was an Alinskyite, Saul Alinsky, <laughs> had rules for radicals and believed that there were ways to isolate them and target them and smear them and destroy them so that you could move your progressive agenda forward. Move forward. Lean forward. Okay? Um, Obama was not only a Marxist and Alinskyite, but also an anti-colonialist based on his history of who knows where he came from. So he hated hated and hates America because they were colonialists. They took all this land from the Indians. And the Indians are the only indigenous people in America. In fact, there was a recent question that said, where did you come from? Since the Indians were the only indigenous people. Well, most Americans would say I came from America. I was born here. How about you? Um, and I'm part Native American, and I can tell you that Native Americans are indigenous because no history has been written about who was here before them. Because there were only two people in the beginning, right? We didn't all just pop up in all these different countries. And and as people multiplied, the need for land and, and food and water and clans, etc., spread. So Native Americans came to this part of the continent from somewhere else, just like they came to South America and Germany and France and Italy. Um, millions, thousands, whatever, years ago. So no one is truly indigenous to any country. And how did they do it? They didn't just walk in and say, oh, hi, can we, like, just be here and you move? No. It's always been some type of war, whether it's the war of words or an actual war, that secures that territory, that space, for those people. That happens in nature also. You'll see animals do the same thing. As their, their species uh, multiplies, they take over more territory, and they do it via war. They fight with each other, and whoever wins, wins. And uh, the ones that don't, sometimes that species dies out. So put nature back into what was going on with that. So the open society, the open borders, and Hillary's Alinsky and Obama's anti-colonialism. Mobama, Michelle, is a black racist. Her family were slave owners, but she's a black racist. All of her schoolwork, if you want to call it that, is based on hating white people. They're the ones who did all this, and, and they should be destroyed. Reverend Wright and the Gamaliel Church, uh, two different churches, by the way, but they had a full agenda. It's racism <laughs> from the other side, okay? Um... And the Gamaliel Church, by the way, is fully connected to the Center for American Progress, which is who really has written all of these uh, bills that, that people in America don't like. So as the campaign's going on in 2008, in the beginning of it, Hillary is beating Obama. And there's this little problem out there. Now, which one do we want? The white female? Because that'll get the female vote. And the white female vote? Or the black male? Will we lose the female vote and just get the black vote? Either one will get the Hispanic vote because Hispanics believe 
that the only ones they should ever vote for are Democrats or what they think are Democrats because they'll make sure that they can come to America and, and get what they need and want for free. Uh, not the good ones. Not you know. I'm not talking about people who come here legally and love America for what she is, the republic of the people, for the people, and by the people. I'm talking about the ones who come over the border because it's so awful in Mexico and other places, and they come here and they hate this place, but it's the, their place of refuge, and then they sit and, and take what they can get from these awful American people that, that obviously stole America from them. We stole America from Mexico, and, uh, and we stole it from the Indians, and we stole it from uh, Islam, because Islam will tell you that they were here first. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> all of that's going on. Obama and Hillary go off to a secret meeting. And after that meeting, Bill says, well, you know, they played the race card. Well, everybody in the media says, oh, the race card, how'd they play that? Well, you better think about it, because Louis Farrakhan, the big head of the Nation of Islam, also has a little meeting and, and then has a, a large conference that says nothing better happened to Obama. And it's a threat, not a statement. It's a threat. And all of the people, all of the Islamics and the blacks in the audience said, that's right, nothing better happened to him. We'll protect him no matter what. We will protect him. Okay. Um, meanwhile, in the background, we have Valerie Jarrett. And let's not forget her ever at all. Valerie Jarrett runs the White House. She has run the campaign. She is uh, Iranian, a true Marxist communist, a true Alinskyite, um, and 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 an and treasonous person. After the meeting and after all of these um, strategies are planned out, Hillary, at one of her uh, debates, cries, <laughs> and. Not too long after that, she loses Ohio. How did that happen? She was so far ahead. Well, you have lots of things going on simultaneously, and I'm, I'm going to just keep on connecting the dots here so you don't forget. You had the, uh, the Clinton-Carter Dodd-Frank policies that had been put in place some 12, 15, 20 years before this. That set up the housing market collapse. Okay? It's not quite there yet. Obama lies about Reverend Wright because somebody finds out that he must have sat in that church for 20 years and heard all this anti-American stuff. So he lies about it and, and uh, throws him under the bus, okay? And we don't want that to become too much of an issue because people will find out too much. So suddenly his grandmother is sick, the white grandmother that raised him. She had had cancer before, was in a mission, and uh, remission, excuse me, not omission. And uh, she suddenly breaks her hip and goes into the hospital. Now we've got, we're being played for our sympathy. It's like, oh, you know, don't attack him right now. I mean, the, the woman who raised him is in trouble. And, oh, my God, we don't want, you know, we don't want, we don't want to attack a guy who's going through that. <clears throat> okay. So why suddenly after a hip problem does his grandmother die from cancer. Well, you figure that out. They threw the ashes in the ocean right away. Nobody could ever come back and, and figure out if she really had cancer come back or not. But 
Obama goes on the stage and a tear runs down his cheek because his grandmother is gone. Now, remember that under Alinsky and Marx, Stalin, Mao, anybody, the end justifies the means. If you need to use someone to get to where the agenda needs to go, and they have to die for it, you use them. They have to be beaten up for it, you use them. They have to be destroyed, even though they have a perfect record for 90 years, you use them. Because the agenda is more important. The end justifies the means. So let's back up a little more. 40 years. The communist progressive agenda. They, that agenda says take over the media, education, textbooks, okay? And then use anything you can to isolate and destroy anyone who's going to get in your way. And we go back to Obama. He is Islamic. The Quran will tell you, use a taqiyah, which is you can lie for the good of Islam. You can use whoever you need to for the good of Islam. And Islam is the only thing that should be worldwide, and there should be no other religions. If you have to kill people, do it. Anyone who disagrees with Islam is an infidel and should be killed. That's the Islamic side. Pretty, You're already overwhelmed, right? Which is exactly what Alinsky and Cloward Piven want you to be, is totally overwhelmed. When you overwhelm the system, the people, they'll follow whoever. And if you've got the media in your pocket, the media will tell them what to follow. And uh, no one will check anything to find out what's going on, really. And even if they do, they won't have enough power to pull enough people together to do anything about it. Now let's add Acorn and Wade Rathke. One of the other things that you need to do, especially in a republic like ours, is not only control the media and begin to control education so that you have the next generations in your pocket, but you also have to control the vote because we don't have a dictatorship or we didn't. Okay? Acorn and Wade Rathke, along with unions, controlled the vote for the 2008 election. There was as much or more voter fraud in the 2008 election as there was in the last one. Uh, but remember, we've got the media, and nobody's going to look into anything. Okay. So Soros had chosen with Jarrett, Valerie Jarrett, they chose the black and Islamic man over the female uh, progressive. Okay. The Marxist-Stalin stuff, use, useless idiot idea, was to use anyone they needed to. So blacks, women, Hispanics, gays... They played them all as victims to get their votes. And it worked, didn't it? Oh, it worked. Oh, boy. Obama goes to Germany during his campaign. Who does that? Only someone who's quite sure that everything is in place, that regardless of what the American people want, he will be, a vote, he will be voted in and, and everything is in place. So he goes to Germany on his campaign, and what does he say to the German people, which is a statement that will go out to the whole world. We are one. We are one nation. Really. No longer the exceptional American nation, but one nation. That's part of the New World Order play that's going to come into play even more in the, in the near future. Oprah, who supports Obama as a black man, doesn't understand Islam at all, obviously, but is the most popular media host in the country, with more followers than any other talk show host, 
plays the women. And what does she say? He's the one. Obama's the one. Okay. So, ACORN has more than 30 states controlled with voter fraud. And, uh, and, and by the way, who did the Republican establishment choose to oppose Obama? Not someone who could really challenge him, but John McCain. Why? John McCain was a war hero. Leftists hate war, and they hate warmongers, and independents don't like him much either. Libertarians don't like war. So are they going to vote for McCain? Probably not. Now, the other reason that McCain is chosen is... Uh, just in case there's any questions about Obama's background and where he was born, <laughs> McCain's not born stateside America either. So he has to pull out all of his records and prove it to Congress that he's a naturalized citizen and can run for president. And yeah, yeah, the media is all on that, but they're not on finding out anything else about Obama. There's some stories out there. But Obama's websites just shoot them all down as being lies because they're racist. Anybody who questions anything about Obama must be racist. So they play the race card the other way, constantly. And meanwhile, McCain, the rhino that he is, Republican in name only, at every town hall that he has where he's talking to people, you see people take the microphone and start to say, but we're afraid that Obama is this and that and the other. And he defends Obama. And everyone takes the microphone away from old ladies and, no, no, he's a good man, he's a good man. Okay. But there's still people who are racist who won't vote for a black man. And there's still people who are Republicans who are trying to look for uh, lower taxes and less spending. There's also the Tea Party that hasn't really formed yet, but those... People who say, you know what, I don't want to spend anymore. I don't want the government spending money. I don't want them having so much control. I'm taxed enough already. I'm working hard. They're out there, and they're starting to, to buzz a little bit. So the, um, the uh, what was I saying here? Oh, yeah, okay. So the thing that's going on is it's time to push the economy button. Okay, the economy's in a little bit of trouble. Unemployment's only 5.8%. Have you seen it 5.8% since? No. But we have to have something that will pull the independents back to Obama to ensure the election. So, you know, the, the Carter-Clinton stuff that went on with uh, the CRA bill under Carter... This started a lot of this stuff. I mean, Carter gave away the Panama Canal. You know, he 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 gave away part of America, and and then Dodd and Frank and Clinton set up this whole Fannie Mae Freddie Mac stuff, and and uh, for the housing bubbles, which was spreading the wealth around in a more moderate way without telling anyone. It was okay. You can't afford to own a house, so we won't check your documents, but you can buy one, so you can be like everybody else. And even if you're in over your head, we'll figure out something. And they didn't, of course. So, so there's a, there was a lot going on there. So, okay, so the, the it was time to push the economy button. And uh, Bush is like being told by Pelosi and the rest of Congress that he's got to do TARP. He's got to do something to pull the banks out and, and take care of the economy or we're going to collapse. It'll be a catastrophe. 
an economic disaster. Bush admits that he has no idea, really, about the economy. He had left that to economists and Treasury Department people, etc., in his cabinet because he knows about what's going on, and they explain things to him, but he's not an economist. Neither am I, are you? Not many people are. So he falls for it, and he does the TARP, further alienating independence. Okay? Meanwhile, McCain has also chosen Sarah Palin, and the media is told to destroy her. Like her or not, doesn't matter. You know, she's uh, she's handled throughout the whole campaign, but she diverts attention away from Obama's statements from his past, etc., because now everybody's concentrated on what color shoes she wears and how she talks and um, what her background is and whether or not her child is really hers or her daughter's child is really hers and all that stuff, okay? Okay, so the economy is in trouble. It's blamed on Bush's wars because we have to make sure it's blamed on the wars to get the libertarians and the independents who are anti-war if they are racist, to come over to Obama's side, okay? He, uh, the only war that Obama commits to in any of his talks with anyone is Afghanistan, okay? Um, the Iraq war, he's going to get out of right away, and that will win many anti-Bush people who didn't think he should have gone into Iraq. Whether they were left or right or in the middle, they hated the Iraq thing because there were no weapons of mass destruction. That people still believe that is, is amazing to me. With what you see going on in Syria and what you see has gone on in the Middle East, you really believe that Saddam Hussein didn't have weapons of mass destruction? You believe that? All right, maybe, 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 you know, who knows? The progressives made sure that that word got out there ahead of time so that um, Colin Powell went to the U.N. and said there were, and Bush thought that there were, and they said that'll get rid of Bush no matter what, and there won't be another Republican in there. We'll make sure. I mean, because this progressive movement to, to take over America, this coup d'etat has been going on for over 40 years. They're very strategic in how they set people up for disasters and how they set them up to get destroyed. So, yeah, so, okay. What happens? Obama wins. We have voter fraud with ACORN. We have uh, McCain being set up as a warmonger and an idiot because he ran back to, to uh, D.C. and stopped his campaign where Obama could multitask because he knew what was going to happen with TARP and everything else, so he didn't have to go back there. He, he was all set up ahead of time. Um, McCain defending Obama, um, just all kinds of stuff that, that, that caused this win. The, the racist vote, the independents not trusting what was happening with the rhino, and um, and we won't know for sure ever probably about all the voter fraud that went on. We've had some people indicted and, and put in jail, but um, I, I look at a you know several million votes that weren't supposed to be there since many people voted three or four or five times, and a lot of the people registered to vote were dead or otherwise. Okay, so so Obama wins. He appoints Hillary Secretary of State. Now, Bill Clinton and Al Gore are, have been working during this whole time because after that meeting that said Hillary was going to lose, they need to work on the new world order and climate change. Okay, 
So, okay, so Obama wins. He's going to be transparent, no special interest groups, blah, blah, blah. And then he immediately appoints every special, head of a special interest group he could find, practically. Um, Soros-owned media, of course, is silent. Cap and trade is on the agenda. That's climate change. Let's do cap and trade. Kill the coal industry. And his... Uh, his his energy policy. Remember, he said through. He told he tells you what he's going to do, but but the media won't tell you what that means, so you don't know. Some of us do, but most people don't. So he says my energy policy is going to necessarily skyrocket the cost of electricity, etc. Um, so it's on the agenda, but somebody leaks the emails. <laughs> oh boy! See now that wasn't nice, was it? They leaked something. And that started and shared the scam about climate change and killed Al Gore. I mean, it was like, no, no, don't do this to me. This is my thing. I'm going to make multi, multi billions of dollars off cap and trade in Chicago because they get these these credit check these credits and therefore a check in the millions for every time that companies have to pay these things. So cap and trade is a is a is a big money maker for some people. And that just made Gore crazy because these emails got leaked. Okay, so what are we going to do now? We have to do something through the back door, and we also have this other thing on the agenda called health care. So all hands are on deck now to push health care. Oh, Pelosi, her main assistant, by the way, is a Soros man. Pelosi pushes health care like crazy. Okay. Meanwhile, to divert from that, Palin is still under fire which also diverts any attention away from ACORN so that nobody goes in and says, oh, leaks anything about um, voter fraud because, you know, we don't want to nullify the election right away. we got to get things pushed through. However, somebody leaks some more stuff, and actually Tea Party people who aren't quite Tea Party yet help to finally expose what's going on with ACORN. Okay? Um, Congress says they'll defund ACORN. So what does ACORN do under Wade Rathke, the unions, and Soros? They changed their name to multiple names. And Congress, being overwhelmed now with health care and stimulus and all the other things going on, so busy um, to read anything, they go ahead and refund all of those different groups renamed that are really ACORN. Because nobody in Congress reads anything. And with all of these bills coming up at 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 pages, um, I, I guess they can't, can they? And meanwhile, they're scared about their own individual little perks and they have their own special interest groups. So instead of reading the bill, what they're doing is writing amendments to add to all these things to get their personal projects done. Make sure they get voted in again next year. Now there's a guy on Fox News who used to be on uh, other stations, and he comes to Fox News and starts doing his program, and he starts getting educated about what's going on. And he actually asks people to help him become his eyes and ears so he can learn a lot about this stuff, but also so that America can. His name is Glenn Beck. He starts to learn, and he starts pushing. He knows that the health care bill is a disaster. Now, he's a libertarian. He's not a Republican or a Democrat. He was and is a libertarian. Um, so he doesn't believe in war, so he, he, he wasn't on any side at the, at the time that all this was going on, but he started to lean a little bit when he started to learn about what the truth was. So he starts to, to learn, and he pushes the 9-12 march to stop 
the health care bill. Now, is that racist? No. Is it anti-Democrat? No. Is it pro-Republican? No. It was Americans saying, we've been taxed enough already. We disagreed with TARP. You already did another $856 billion stimulus, which hasn't changed anything. And that was supposed to go into roads and bridges, by the way. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Um, and we don't want this health care bill because we have read it. In fact, I personally read that bill three times. Um, I'm all over the Internet on every line practically, and I have a podcast from way back then that you can go back and listen to that goes down the whole thing about what's going to happen if they if they pass this. And now we're seeing it, and in 2014 you're really going to see it. Some of those taxes have come into play and some of the regulations. The regulations just last month, come on now, 6,796 regulations in 30 days. There's more to come because they have czars and they have Catherine Sibelius who is in charge of this whole thing with the EPA working hand in hand. So anyway, more than a million people march on Washington. I was there. I sat on a curb and actually wept when I saw how many people showed up. Were they carrying Nazi signs and guns? No. They were carrying American flags and signs that said, we're taxed enough already, and we don't want this health care bill. We know it's socialized medicine, and we know what it's going to do to everyone. Not just the rich, but everyone. So the media makes sure that they downplay how many people are there. And then Pelosi, in her great role, starts telling everyone at her press conferences, because she's still in charge of the House, that the Tea Party is full of Nazis, and they carry all these terribly violent signs, and she's so afraid of them, and, and all these terrible things. And she actually cries at a press conference because it reminds her of the days when people were hurt in rallies and they were so violent. Now, there has not been and there never will be a violent act that has ever happened at a Tea Party rally or march. In fact, when they're done, when they walk away and they go home, the grounds that they were on are totally spotless. Why? Because these are Americans who say, this is my country, clean up after yourself. They don't say it's not my job. They don't throw garbage on everybody and everything because they don't care. They actually clean up everything. They're, they're uh, polite to each other. They're, they're friendly to each other. They are patriotic. They want the pledge said. They want to sing the national anthem because they believe in America. They're not the Owls protesters who, you know, uh, defecate and urinate wherever they want and rape people if they feel like it and all the other things that went on at the Owls protest, which I can't even get into today because this would be too long. But Okay, so the media, you know, collaborates with Pelosi and shows people like standing at um, a rally with a gun on, but they don't show their face or anything above their shoulders, really. And it turns out, of course, that's the picture that gets spread all over the Internet and all over everything else. And, and then you find out later, when no one's paying attention, that it was a black person carrying a gun at a gun show, not some person at a rally for uh, less taxation. But that's what they do. They spread the lies. Okay, Spitting and racial slurs are being said. Prove it. 
actually had, you know, Andrew Breitbart out there saying, I'll give you a million dollars if you show me the footage of that person or those people doing that. And, um, of course, nobody nobody could come forward. They, they, they tell everyone the Tea Party is racial, they're, they're, they're racial name-calling, all this stuff, but nobody can prove it. Okay. Okay, so... Americans don't want to pay anymore. They don't. They don't want um, socialized health care. Um, cap and trade. Remember that a few minutes ago. It's basically dead right now. We can't push that legislation, or can we? We have the Environmental Protection Agency working with um, the the uh, healthcare people, Sibelius, etc. They're going to use the back door and go after the coal companies and start putting regulations on coal companies and, and doing all kinds of things with regulations. But we don't want anybody to know about that. So let's do cash for clunkers, because I did promise to spread the wealth around, didn't I, if I'm Obama? So, okay, all you poor people out there who are driving old cars or go find one, we've got you on you know welfare and uh, food stamps and everything else. So if you can go find a car for several hundred dollars, we'll give you a new car. We'll give you a better car. And he pushes the cash for clunkers uh, while he is also closing down and blaming on the economy any car manufacturer that's non-union. Saturn went away, disappeared. We had other car companies that were non-union, non-compliant with this administration and the agenda, all of a sudden being sold to other countries. Okay, and then we took over... General Motors, okay, which became government motors. And Obama said, oh, you think I really want to do this? Like, I want to be in charge of a car company? And they still are. Because the media goes along with it, and people in America are sheep, and they listen to it. And if you tell them a lie long enough, it'll become the truth. Okay, so we got the, the cash for clunkers. Um, he destroys, by the way, the clunkers. Why would you do that? There's people out there who might just want them because we're moving towards electric cars and um, and more government control of transportation. Uh, most cars now, most of the parts are made somewhere else and some of the cars are made completely somewhere else. That spreads the wealth around. Uh, later, however, in the 2012 campaign, Obama will claim that he saved the auto industry and the people around Detroit, which is probably the worst city in America now, as far as poverty and destruction goes, will say that he did. That really helped them. Ford, by the way, never took any of the stimulus money to, to save any company, and they did better than anyone else. They beat them all. So the health care pushes on again. has to be done before the 2010 midterms because we have to concentrate on those midterms and not lose the House. Okay, what kind of thing can we do to distract Americans now? Well, gee, there's a lot going on in the Middle East, and after all, when Obama won, he went to Cairo. Cairo. I have a Cairo, Georgia, and a Cairo, Egypt. Um, and even in Arabic, told them, don't worry, I'm with you, and uh, I'm on your side, I have your back. And had said in his books and his interviews that if uh, push came to shove, he would be with the Muslims no matter what. And we have um, the unions and Wade Rathke, who was put under a microscope because of ACORN. Um, we have them put into play. And the Arab Spring begins in Egypt. Now, a few of the people in the Tea Party, I just use Tea Party 
broadly because many Tea Partyists only believe in just the taxation part of their their own agendas, and others believe in the smaller government no spending part. And but mean basically, it's the anti-progressive communists who are considered all Tea Partyists. Okay, they kind of know that this Arab Spring thing. There's something wrong with it. And we all know the Muslim Brotherhood will be in charge. In the end, Hillary Clinton says, oh, no, no. And Obama said, no, no, no. Okay. So, okay. So, but while we're concentrating on what's happening there, we still have the health care bill going on. <laughs> oh, God. And Obama goes to Congress and says, if you do this, you will still have this. And the health care bill will make sure you always have your insurance. And if you like your doctor, you can keep them. And if you like your insurance, you can keep it. And this will save money. And we're not going to take anything from Medicare or anybody else. They have $86 billion total so far. Um, but all lies. And so this little Joe Wilson out there says, you lie. And he gets smeared by the media because he dared to say that in Congress. And now it, he was totally right, wasn't he? So they go behind some closed doors with Pelosi and Reed, um, taking charge, leading the charge. Um, and we have a special election going on because Kennedy died. <laughs> and a special election in Massachusetts. And what does Scott Brown, the Republican, say? To get the Tea Party in, I'll be the vote that defeats health care. Help me win. So the Tea Party backs him, saying, we, we, don't, we know this health care is a train wreck and a disaster. We have a chance here to maybe defeat this thing. They go all in for Scott Brown, and he gets the special chair election. Um, backdoor, things are going on. McCain befriends Scott Brown in Congress. Uh, and Scott Brown looks up to him. And the next thing you know, the vote goes on, and it passes with Scott Brown's vote. Pelosi marches with a giant gavel, okay, to to show off how they got the health care bill, this major piece of legislation through. And, uh, and then again, anybody who's on the sidelines who says, no, we didn't want this, was racist and spitting and calling names, and nobody can prove that they did that. <sighs> anyway, so that's only up to that part. You know, I could go on. I'm already at uh, way over limit, but I wanted you to remember the background to what happened. Now, the Tea Party got very upset about the health care bills being pushed down their throats, and so they got even more organized. And when the 2010 midterms came, some Tea Party people were elected, and that took back the House. That got rid of Pelosi as Speaker. She's still Minority Leader. That got rid of Pelosi as Speaker, and that upset everybody because she can't push as hard if she's not Speaker. So they smeared Boehner. Now, Boehner is not the most, you know... He's not the strongest or best person we could have as the Speaker of the House, um, third in line for the presidency. But, but at least he's not. Um, uh, he's not. He didn't convert to Islam. Number one. Um, he's probably probably somewhat of a progressive Rhino Republican establishment guy. But, but we held up health care for a long time because we organized enough to stop that progression in Congress. 
Um, anyway, so they the, 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 the midterms went on, and, and we got back the House, but we did not get the Senate. And even though Scott Brown was in the Senate, he might as well have been a Democrat and a progressive. Same thing. Um, that's the history of where we got to then. And I will come back tomorrow, actually, and do from 2010 to 2013 now so that people remember and connect the dots. All of this is still going on. The same strategies. The stuff with, with, uh, with Libya, you know, and Benghazi. The stuff with gun running to Mexico. Because, actually, we stole Mexico, so we, you know, we should support them. The stuff that's going on with Native Americans. And, and there are two factions in Native America. There are those who uh, are traditionalists and then the non-traditionalists. And, um, like I said, I'm part Native American. I can talk to the people that are like-minded with me. And they, they don't think that, you know, they understand what went on in much of the history. Not that it was good. Not that we should have pushed them out and that many of the Europeans who came here weren't awful like they still are. Um, but they do understand that the progression and evolution of what happens in a country. And they saw that as a war. And they see this as a war. So there's lots of things that went on there. But uh, th there's more that goes on from the midterm elections of 2010 up to 2013 that people have already forgotten. They're trying to forget Benghazi. The four Americans were killed. It was a gun-running operation. It was gun-running to Al-Qaeda in Syria. Get that clear. It wasn't just some little videotape, that, the, which that poor guy is still in jail for whatever. Uh, it wasn't just an uprising. It happened in Egypt, and it happened in Libya, and it was supposed to be a diversion in Egypt. It didn't work. It backfired. And do you want to know the real reason it backfired? This was supposed to be a swap to get the sheik, except that, except that um, our ambassador was gay, and Islam hates gay people. So even if they're trying to or want to or say they will cooperate and do this, are you kidding me? They're not going to do that. Um, so this was a gun-running running operation to Syria. There's major problems in Syria because it, the rebels are Al-Qaeda. And guess who goes over there and says, oh, no, they're friends, McCain. We're back there again. We have things going on with Iran. They're, they're about, oh, maybe I would say July 4th. We probably have a bomb ready in, in, in Iran. Um, their uranium enrichment is that far. And we'll have Israel standing alone. And... Basically, no matter what happens now, our military has been so depleted that everybody will probably have to stand alone, and that, that's what the progressives want. No war. Yeah, so they'll just come take us over. No problem. Get rid of our guns. That's a UN grab. Here's the biggest dot for you to connect. Obama's only going to be around 50 when he leaves office if he's not indicted before that, him and Holder and, and all these others. You think he's going to quit at 50? And Obama is going to quit at 50, and Soros will be done with his plan, and Pelosi and all of them are going to say, oh boy, we made it. No. No. No, no, no. Obama wants to sign a gun treaty with the UN. I think Obama wants to be the UN Secretary General. And uh, that is the next step towards the New World Order. 
And it, oh, New World Order, it's all a conspiracy theory, really. Go check the IMF. Go check who really runs the world, the Rothschilds, etc. Go figure out who sets up the wars, who makes the money from them. Uh, you hear Obama talking about taxing the rich. Really? Go tax the real rich, but they don't live here. And Soros' money isn't even here, so you can't tax him either. Um, but that's the next step. The UN, which should not be in New York City and should be out of this country, is Obama's next step. And after the UN, I don't know what their, what their so-called idea of the New World Order is, except that it will be centered in Iraq, which was the beginning of civilization. Um, so we were all being played by these people. Uh, not all of us, but many, many people are being played. And uh, across the world, you're all being played. It's time to get re-educated and remember. Because there's too much going on, and one of their things is overwhelm the system. You're part of that system. If they overwhelm you with so many things happening in so many different directions, all these different hands doing things that, that you can't keep up with. I mean, I've had friends who used to be very political who say they can't do it anymore. They're exhausted. Well, they counted on that one. They count on all of us who fight to be exhausted. Our military is exhausted. They're doing eight, nine, ten tours of duty because our military is being depleted. It's breaking up families. Now, those guys who keep wanting to re-up and do more, let's use sequestration and tell them they can't have hot meals anymore because Americans don't like them and didn't pass all the things Obama wanted, so take their hot meals away. That'll demoralize them some more, so they'll quit. You've got the military who wanted to go help those in, in uh, Benghazi. And uh, if they tried, they're fired. So we're going to be a defenseless country except for the Americans who still have their guns. And we all do still have our guns. That's why the Japanese never came totally forward. They could have. But they knew there'd be an American behind every bush with a gun. So that's why the big push for gun control. We, you did ask the Native Americans what happened when they took away their guns. Ask um, the Jews what happened when they took away their guns. Germany did. Ask the Russians what happened when they took away their guns. Ask any state in the United States, any city who has done gun control, what happens to their crime rate. Anyway, it's still going on. I'm trying to connect some of the dots for you. I will come back tomorrow. I will talk about from 2010 to 2013, and hopefully you'll share this and, um, and get people back to where they're supposed to be because if we can't indict people like Holder and Jarrett, and Obama, and Lerner from the IRS, and everybody else that should be indicted, then we still have the 2014 elections. If they take back the House and maintain the Senate, America's gone. America's done. And when America's done, it's the last refuge there is on Earth for anyone or any people. So when America's done, all of you people who listen to me in other countries, so are you. If you ever had any hope that there'd be freedom, that there'd be total justice, not Obama's justice, that there'd be any kind of uh, happiness and, and prosperity for you, once America's done, everyone's done, except the super rich and the elite. And Obama said in 2007, he said, well, 
we're allowed and we should be paid because we're doing the work for change. If we have to do the work for change, then we should get paid for it. And he's living high off the hog. So is Pelosi. So is Feinstein. So are Dodd. So Frank. Anyone who has done what they're supposed to do to, to move this agenda forward is a million times richer than any of you. Hillary Clinton makes more than $440 million a month in just dividends. Just dividends. Do you make $40 million a month? But we love her, right? Let's make her president. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Yes, probably. And they'll make sure you are if you're not by that time. So I will come back tomorrow and uh, try to re-listen to this and get this history back into your heads because the history books are being rewritten by the progressives. You'll never hear this history probably ever again. And uh, most people won't connect the dots because the media will stop them. And most people will get overwhelmed so they won't remember what the dots were to begin with. So spread the word. Come back. Listen to me. Earthwalk-USA.com or uh, timetoteach.vpweb.com or Amazon. I'm on there. I've got books. I've got audio books. Spread the word. I'll be back. Thanks for listening. <laughs>